The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Mythology Explained YouTube channel. Please note that there are two narrators for this podcast, myself, Silas, and Zach. Please enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to Mythology Explained. The topic of this video is Asclepius, the greatest healer in all of Greek mythology. He became so adept at healing that his powers became transcendent able to bring the dead back to life, restoring soul to inanimate body, no longer limited by the fragility and perishability of flesh. He was the son of Apollo, the god of healing, among other things. He was trained in the healing arts by the immortal centaur Chiron, and though he brought much good into the world with his restorative power, he would eventually be killed by Zeus, who believed that the powers Asclepius had cultivated were too potent to be wielded by mortal hands. It was Zeus's belief that, unless Asclepius's life was put to an end, the crystalline divide that separated the realm of mortality from the realm of divinity would be compromised, upsetting the natural order. Ultimately, Zeus's execution of Asclepius precipitated a cascading sequence of events that resulted in the death of the Cyclopes who forged Zeus's thunderbolts, which then resulted in Apollo becoming the slave of a mortal man for one year as punishment. Though Asclepius was ripped from the world too soon, robbed of life as he worked to save it, the vain and wrathful whim of a god worried his own light would be dimmed, his legacy stands the test of time, made enduring through posthumous ascension and prominent symbolism. At Apollo's behest, he was set in the sky as a constellation. Despite not achieving godhood in life, he was later deified as a god of healing and medicine. And even today, the rod of Asclepius, a serpent entwined staff, serves as a symbol emblematic of medicine, one incorporated into the logo of the World Health Organization and many other institutions. Incidentally, this is not to be confused with the staff of Hermes also known as the caduceus, which is a staff entwined by twin serpents, its length punctuated at the top by a pair of wings. Alright, let's get into it. Asclepius was a man renowned for his miraculous healing ability, later attaining his apotheosis when he became deified as a god of healing and medicine. There are many versions of his parentage, each one with Apollo as the father. Most commonly, it was Coronis, a Thessalian princess, who was his mother. With her, there are varying accounts of Asclepius' birth. In one, after engaging in relations with Apollo, she later shared the bed of another, a mortal man, whom she actually favored over the god. This enraged Apollo, vanity-fueled ire spurring him to murderous violence. Another account says that it was the golden arrows of Artemis that killed Coronis her protective instincts wound too tight. Though the scorned heart of a besotted god had precipitated the murder of an innocent, Cronus's body was laid to rest with due reverence, furnished with the proper rites and not denied the customary course of ritual. But before her flesh was consumed by the intensifying flames of the funeral pyre, either Apollo or Hermes descended to her burning body, cutting open her belly and pulling the child free from her, this making for one of the more gruesome and unconventional births in Greek mythology. 
In another version, after Apollo seduced and impregnated Coronis, she concealed her pregnancy from her father and later gave birth in secret, abandoning the child in the foothills of Mount Mercian. Without a mother or father to look after him, infant Asclepius was nourished and watched over by animals, receiving succor from the wilderness. A she-goat came and suckled him, and a dog came and stood guard, warding off any animals who would think to make a meal of a helpless babe in the woods. The shepherd who owned these two animals later found Asclepius, but he was of little use. He was quick to turn and flee once his eyes perceived what he had happened upon. His mind, suited for the mundane of remote, rustic living, was overcome, triggering flight. You see, what the shepherd came across wasn't just the unusual sight of beasts nurturing and protecting a boy. Depending on the description, Asclepius was either swathed in brilliant light or wreathed in lightning, the supernatural scene frightening away the shepherd. Pedigree aside, Asclepius was given into the care of Chiron, an immortal centaur famous for training heroes. Of all he was taught, it was medicine Asclepius most had an affinity for, quickly becoming a young prodigy in the healing arts. As the story goes, Asclepius became so adept at curing illness and mending injury that his talents came to encompass more than a genius for keeping people alive, eventually including the ability to bring the dead back to life. Ironically, it would be this very power the power to reverse death that would come to bring about his own demise. Explaining how exactly he came to possess this power, there are two versions. The first, given by Apollodorus, says that he achieved this power with the use of Gorgon blood, gifted to him by Athena. Here's the passage from the Library of Greek Mythology that describes this. Asclepius became a surgeon, and he developed the art to such a degree that he not only prevented some people from dying, but he even raised them from the dead. For he had received from Athena blood that had flowed from the veins of the Gorgon, and he used the blood that had flowed from the veins on the left side to put people to death, and that which had flowed from the right to save them, and it was by this means that he raised the dead. The second version, given by Hyginus, tells of a peculiar development that transpired when Asclepius was tasked with bringing Glaucus the son of King Minos, back to life. Hitherto, prying someone away from the clutches of death was a feat Asclepius had never accomplished, meaning how he was to go about bringing back Glaucus, not from the brink of death, but from the finality of death, wasn't immediately apparent to him. While he was figuring out what to do, roping around the darkness of the unexplored and the unattempted, a snake coiled its way up his staff. Unbeknownst to him, this was the epitome of serendipity, the solution of his problem soon to be revealed. Asclepius quickly killed the snake. Snakes were venomous lethality incarnate, and the slithering antithesis of what Asclepius had dedicated his life to. However, in a singular and unexpected turn, a second snake then also coiled its way up his staff, this one with a herb carefully carried in its mouth, as gingerly as a great hunting cat with a cub in its maw. It placed the herb on the head of the dead snake, and a moment later, it was brought back to life, both of them slithering away together. Grasping the miracle that had unfolded before him, Asclepius then used the same herb in the same manner to bring Glaucus back to life. 
Though royalty had been restored, Glaucus amazingly imbued with life once more, Asclepius had set in motion events that inexorably moved him towards the cliff's edge, his life soon to be snuffed out. What he did was an unprecedented feat, a feat, sadly, that would never be performed again. For here the heights of achievement and the depths of peril coincided. Unwittingly, Asclepius had signed his masterpiece and his own death warrant at the same time. His success condemned him, a condemnation that would precipitate a chain of events of considerable significance. Zeus believed that such incredible power, the power to bring the dead back to life, wielded by a mortal would disrupt the natural order that structured the universe, blurring the line between mortality and divinity. Moreover, Zeus worried that Asclepius would pass on his knowledge to others, empowering people to come to each other's aid, thus lessening humanity's reliance on the gods, which would further upset the dynamic, basically that of master and servant, that had always existed between Olympus and humanity. To preempt any issues that might have arisen from this distinction becoming less stark, Zeus smote Asclepius with a thunderbolt, striking him dead instantly. Upon learning of this, Apollo flew into a rage, taking revenge by killing the Cyclopes who forged Zeus's thunderbolts. For this transgression, Zeus was prepared to cast his son into the depths of Tartarus, but Leto, Apollo's mother, interceded, convincing the king of the gods, her lover of yore, to commit himself to a more merciful course of action. Instead of oblivion in the abyss that yawned beneath the foundation of the earth, imprisoned there for days unending, as the titans were, Apollo was made a slave to a man, Admetus, who was the son of a king. And perhaps it was that the standing of Apollo's mortal master, a prince, and not one of lowly or shabby stock, helped assuage the humiliation a little. During this time, Apollo primarily served as a herdsman, and the fruits of his labors were richer and more abundant than those the efforts of any human could have produced. Under his care, all of Admetus's animals were blessed with twin offspring when they gave birth. Zeus, for his part, was remorseful, so he honored Apollo's request to have Asclepius set in the stars as a constellation. In the Library of History, written by Diodorus Siculus, a different version of the events that led to Asclepius's end is given. According to Diodorus, Asclepius was so proficient at bringing people back from the brink of death that there was a noticeable decrease in the number of people dying each year. This dismayed Hades, who felt that the reduction in the number of souls entering his domain was diminishing his power. He brought his grievance before Zeus, who was angered on his brother's behalf, resolving to strike Asclepius dead. Here's the passage. And so far did he advance along the road of fame that, to the amazement of all, he healed many sick whose lives had been despaired of, and for this reason it was believed that he had brought back to life many who had died. Consequently, the myth goes on to say, Hades brought accusation against Asclepius, charging him before Zeus of acting to the detriment of his own province. For, he said, the number of the dead was steadily diminishing, now that men were being healed by Asclepius. So Zeus, in indignation, slew Asclepius with the thunderbolt. And that's it for this video. If you enjoy the content, please like and subscribe. Thanks for watching.